be seen is so much more than just building a brand and being visible online and having people find you. The person that's listening to this and that can really enjoy this book and get a lot out of this book isn't just the person building a brand. It's the person that wants to be seen by their partner, by their family, by their community. And that all starts with seeing yourself for who you truly are. And I feel like you can't be seen if you don't see you. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Jen Gottlieb. Oh my gosh, Julie Solomon. I'm so happy to be here. I think we're letting people in on this secret that like we just get to be who we are as friends, but now everyone's going to hear it. Yes, exactly. When you were like, okay, so you have a bunch of these uh, coming up. And I'm like, this is just a friend chat. Like, this is my break in the day. This is what I've been looking forward to all day long. All day long. And it's been such a blessing. I mean, we've known each other. We met several years ago through your Mm -hmm. now husband. Yes. And that was what, 2017, 2018, something like that. And have just been supporters of one another um, ever since then. And this is a very special day because we are here to talk about something very special, which is your book, Be Seen, which is now out in the world. Finally, this has been such a work in progress for you and a process for you because you've had this in your heart for so long. And now it's out in the world and people can like touch it and taste it and smell it and read it and like all the things that you do. So first share with me, what is that like? It's wild. And What's so crazy about this, and I know you just went through it, so you can so relate, but when you have a book is like another level of being seen. And I've actually been, I was in LA doing my podcast tour, like going and doing all these interviews. And I was literally reading my own words because I was having such imposter syndrome, so much fear, all this mindset stuff was coming up. And I'm like, oh, I taught people how to be seen in this book. And now I'm being seen on this whole other level and all of this stuff, it's like so meta. I'm really having to put into action all of the stuff that I talk about in here. Because it's, it really is, like you said, people are holding it, seeing it, touching it, reading the stories, having it in them. And it's allowing people in, in a way that I don't know if I've ever let anybody in in this way before. So I'm really stepping up and being seen. And there's a lot that comes up with it. I don't know if enough authors talk about it publicly and prepare people for what happens in a book launch and what happens when you put yourself out there in that way, because there's so much like, and I know you could probably relate to like the mindset of being seen in that level and all the fears that come with it. You said that so perfectly and beautifully. I remember I had a good friend of mine, Jessica Zweig. You may know her as well. Mm-hmm. The, the, the world. Yep. She had a book come out about a year before mine. And she said, I remember taking my book and putting it out in the world and just thinking to myself, please don't tell me my baby is ugly. <laughs> So she like equated it to, she was like, for those listening, I know we, we have so many entrepreneurs and content creators and influencers and coaches that listen to this podcast and through variations, people are constantly creating something. They have offers and we have a lot of people that have either written a book or self-pubbed a book and they can relate to that. I think it's one thing for me to create a course or a mastermind or something like that, because it's, it's really like this documentation of a process or a curriculum that I'm giving you. And, and I never take that personally, I I take feedback seriously, but not personally with that. But Mm -hmm. a book, man, when you're like pouring your heart into something 
And then you're you're being that vulnerable and you're putting yourself out there in that kind of way. It does. Even if you've mastered and you teach people how to not let that keep you from still showing up and be in being seen, it still happens. And so I think that I love that you kicked us off with talking about that because really I think in order to be seen, that really means being vulnerable and being open. And that's what I would love for you to kind of share more about because you just gave a great example of what that is. So let's kind of kick it off with there. Um, I would love for you to give people a little bit, there's obviously an intro that they've heard, but a little bit of a background of really what makes you the person to deliver this message of be seen. Well, we can start right there with vulnerability and allowing people to really see who you are because, and I believe that I'm the person to write this book because I was doing the opposite for so long. I was Share more. on a TV show. Share. Yes. I was on a TV show for five years about heavy metal music. And I was, if you go and you Google me, this is like a secret, you guys. So if you're a, a Julie Solomon podcast fan, you will know to do this. Go and Google Jennifer Leah Gottlieb, that metal show, and you will see a totally different girl. Like, a, like, like who is that girl? That is not you. And I spent the majority of my life pretending to be somebody that I wasn't because I was an actress. You know, you're married to an actor. And so my whole life was based around going into rooms and waiting for somebody to pick me and tell me I was good enough and then play a character good enough to have a job and make money doing it. And I did that successfully for a really long time. And I was in the mindset of, okay, pick me and I'll be whatever you need me to be. And I found myself with this job where I was Jen, I was myself, but I was on this talk show where it was all about heavy metal and I was supposed to be like a heavy metal fan, which I don't like heavy metal music. I never did. I never knew anything about it. I pretended. I pretended I did to get the, to get the job on the show. I was like, I studied the whole night before. I tell the whole story in the book. It's crazy. And I get this gig. And before I know it, I have built this huge audience of all of these people that think that I'm someone I'm not. And so I was being seen. But I was being seen with a mask on, with, with a costume on. And it's really, really, really hard to consistently show up as somebody that you're not because it's exhausting. Because you have to always be playing a part. And then... Before you know it, you've got this audience of people that think you're something that you're not. And so then everybody's expecting something from you that's not who you truly are. So I was suffering with this big internal battle where I was like, Jen, this isn't you, but you've got this great job and you, you should be playing this part because you're making all this money. But you definitely are not going to survive in life just being a heavy metal girl because that's not who you are. And sure enough, the show got canceled. And that whole time, because I was in this internal battle with myself and not knowing who I really was, I actually spiraled into a really deep depression. I was in a really toxic relationship with a guy that was completely wrong for me, but I was out of alignment. I didn't, I didn't know who I was anymore. And I was kind of living in a very much reactive state. Like, okay, whatever happens, I'm just going to be who I'm supposed to be. And this is, you know, I'm supposed to be with this type of guy, supposed to have this job, supposed to look this way. And I'll just, whatever. I wasn't in control of my life. And I lost it all in like a week's time. Show got canceled. The guy left me for one of my friends. And I found myself in like this tiny little room with an apartment, like in this apartment with six other actors and like a window that faced a wall. I had no money because I'd spent it all and I had no job and I didn't know who the hell I was anymore. And I really wish that I could tell you at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm going to start my life over and everything's going to be great. But that's not what happened. <laughs> I actually got more depressed and it got even worse and it got even darker. And I was forced to really just like, I didn't, 
find personal development and personal growth and figure out who I really was and get tapped back into who my true self was on my own. It was because my back was against the wall and I had no other choice. And actually, my mom came into the city and she, I was so depressed. She didn't know what to do with me. She gave me this book by Louise Hay mm-hmm. called You Can Heal Your Life. Have you heard of it? Oh, yes. It's, it's like one of like top five. It's an amazing book. At the time, I was not open to personal development, anything. So I was like, okay, mom, whatever. And so she knew that. So she photocopied one of the affirmations and put it inside the book. And on the back of the photocopy, it said, Jenny, I hope you find yourself again. And so I was like, all right, I'm not going to read this stupid book, but I'll put this affirmation on the refrigerator and I'll just read it every day. And I promised myself I would just, that was the one commitment I made with myself that I was going to get up every morning and I was going to just read it out loud. And I, I really truly think, I don't know if it was the affirmation itself, but I think it was the commitment of doing the thing, of waking up and taking action and reading this thing every day and making that my commitment to myself and taking action and actually sticking with one promise that I made to make myself a little bit better each day that slowly but surely got me out of the house and it got me going to starting to build my business and exploring personal development and reading books and listening to podcasts and slowly starting to change my life. And what's really, really crazy, let's talk about the book for one second, is you know who my publisher is, right? Mm-hmm. Hay House. Louise Hay. Full circle. Whoa. Full circle. Completely changed my life. Yeah. But it was definitely a journey of not just being seen because I was so seen, Joy. Like I was, I was like kind of like famous in this world of which I was in and VH1 and metal music and all of this, but I wasn't being seen as me. And my true success and happiness and fulfillment and nothing really happened for me until I took all that down and allowed the world to see like what I call in the book, like real Jen in all of my like imperfections and just who I am. And it was not easy. A lot of fear came up during that process. And we can dive into that all in the book. That's why you asked me why I feel like I can write this book is not only do I teach other people how to be seen, but I had to teach myself how to do it. And it's all just examples of me just living in that and trying and failing and trying and winning and trying and messing up and figuring it out as I went. Yeah. And I would love to touch on that moment because I think there's so many people that are listening right now that are probably nodding their head as they're driving down their car or shaking their head as they're walking or doing the dishes or whatever they do when they listen to this podcast because they can relate to exactly what you're saying. And maybe they weren't on a heavy metal show, you know, but maybe they were sitting in corporate America or maybe they were you know, working some job that they weren't supposed to be, or maybe they still are. And they're like, oh my gosh, I am where Jen used to be, or I am kind of in that phase, that transition. What, and I know that it's it's in the book, but I would love for you to kind of walk us through what were some of those initial foundational, if you will, steps that you hit the bottom, which I always say like, if someone gets the gift of hitting a rock bottom, like congratulations to you. When people are like, my life's blown up and it's a mess. I'm like, woohoo, congratulations. Now we get to like rise from the ashes. And so the gift of you hitting this bottom is that you had this moment with your mom. She gave you the book. You had just the affirmation. And then just that little, that choice that you made to take action on that then caused more of an effect to happen. So walk us through kind of some of those foundational steps for those that are listening that are like, I'm in it, 
So like, I can't see the other side of it. I don't know where to go. Yeah. Well, I understood that the first thing I needed to do was figure out who I was. Because along the way, I just started shooting everywhere. Like shooting. I, I should be with this type of man. I should want this type of life. I should do this. And I built this life that was all based on what I thought other people wanted me to do and create. So I had lost like what I really wanted. And when I was a little kid, I was like loud and proud. I was the most outgoing little girl. I always wanted to be a performer. If you would have met me, I was like, watch me do a show. I'm going to stand up on the table and my belly would hang out. I had frizzy hair. Like I never cared. When we're little kids, none of that conditioning has happened yet. You know that you thought little kids, like we're loud and proud. We'll cry for what we want. We'll, we'll put on a show or we'll walk to the grocery store in our princess or superhero outfit. And that was so me. And I lost that. I knew that I just needed to start tapping back into who I really was in order to build the life that I really wanted to create. And that was not through me just like understanding and knowing that on my own. I was in a lot of therapy. I was reading a lot of books. I remember I was, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I am a student of personal development, truly. I dived really deep. And I, I, the only reason I can teach this stuff is because I know that it works. And so I was like, you know what? Who is, who is real Jen? Who is she? And so I started taking walks with myself. I call them wonder walks in the book. And I talk about it in the beginning of the book, setting the scene. There's an acronym scene. And your husband knows all about method acting, I'm sure. And when I was an actress and I was learning how to, how to act and how to bring up emotions, they would help us uh, by using like sense memory mm-hmm. and thinking back to maybe a song that would initiate a sense that would bring us back to a memory so that we could have that emotion or a scent or a touch, something you touched or something you tasted. And so I thought, you know what would be cool if I could, I'll walk around and I'm going to listen to like Little Mermaid and Annie and The Wizard of Oz and Michael Jackson and all these songs that I used to dance in the living room with my dad to when I was little, when I was so in the pocket and free and authentically me. So I could figure out who that girl is so she can figure out what the hell she wants to do. So I would walk around New York City, like singing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow. (laughs) And no one cares because it's New York. No one gives a shit. But, you know, you can talk to yourself. And, uh, and, and I still do that to this day because I would walk around and I'd be like, oh my God, that's Jen. That's the essence of who I am. And so when opportunities would start to come my way or when, when I would like have decisions that I had to make, like starting my first business as a personal trainer and starting to really like actually be seen as somebody that was into health and wellness and, and personal development and putting myself out there and being real Jen, I would always tap back into, okay, that little girl. Who is that little girl and what would she be proud of if, if she saw me now? And that would always bring me back to my truth. It's when you start to listen to maybe the voices in your head of what other people wanted for you at some point in time in your life. And it was probably, they probably wanted it for you because they love you. You know, it, it really probably wasn't any form of trying to hurt you or harm you or, or project onto you anything on purpose. But subconsciously, we get conditioned to act a certain way to please other people. And so I started listening to that real Jen's voice instead of everybody else's voice. And that slowly started to lead me into the direction of the life that I built today and how I'm able to show up now. So beautiful. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. 
You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. So who is Jen today when you think about the frameworks of Be Seen? And, and, you know, again, it's like it's all there inside the book. But when you think about I implemented, I kind of created this, I implemented these frameworks, I walked myself through it, and now this is what my life looks like. This is what it means to be seen now as the true authentic version of myself. The book is broken up into four parts and they're all unbelievably important. And when I wrote this book, I was like, I cannot write a business book or a book about strategy and brand building if I don't write a book about courage. Mm. It has to all start with mindset and courage because if you're listening to this right now and you know that you're hiding a little bit, you're not building your brand and you're not being seen, it's not because you don't know how. It's not because you don't know the strategy, especially if you listen to Julie. It's not because you don't know how. You know how to do it. It's because of your fear of what other people will think. It's because of not feeling connected who you truly are and you don't really know what to say because you don't align with, with, with what you're putting out there or you're, you're scared of judgment or you're scared of rejection. So the first part of the book is be courageous. That's be courageous is part one. And it's all about tapping back into real Julie, real Jen, real you, having the courage to, to really welcome that person back in and then understand and know that fear is always going to be there when you start to show up and be seen as that person because that's the most vulnerable thing that you can do is let people in and see you. So I talk about the symptoms of fear and how fear can show up in different forms like perfectionism and imposter syndrome and analysis paralysis or disease to please and all of these like hurdles that come our way that we think are just like, oh yeah, I'm a perfectionist, so I'm not going to do anything until it's perfect. But that's really just fear keeping us from showing up. And then understanding and knowing how to talk to fear and how to make friends with fear and how to understand that, okay, the key to being seen is actually not being fearless and punching fear in the face, but it's being able to take action and do things with fear there anyway. And being able to put your arm around fear and be like, okay, you're going to come with me. We're going to go to this party together. And we're going to walk around together. And I know that you're going to be really annoying, but I am in charge here. And then we move into the next part, which is all about being creative. And not being creative, like uh, creating the perfect messaging, but being creative in the way of creating the person that you want to be seen as. So taking real you, and figuring out who you 2.0 is. And part two, be creative, is really all about how I use the law of action mixed with the law of attraction to create a lot of the opportunities that I had in my life. And I like, I know a lot of people like the word manifest. I don't say the word manifest in the book. I use the word create, and I talk about the creation process, but how to really see that version of yourself that you want to be where you're feeling the most fulfilled version of yourself that you're not, but it's, it's there and you see it, you know it, and how to create that one step at a time. And then we move into Be Connected, which is building your community and your people because you can't be seen if you don't have a community of people to see you, to see who you truly are. And opportunities come from people. So it's all about how to connect 
if you're an introvert, if you don't know how to connect, if you don't like connecting with people, which I am and I don't, that's a great part for you. And then we move into the final part of the book, which is be visible. And that is where all the strategies are for building your brand, creating epic content, putting it out there, telling your story in a way that resonates with your audience and, and really creating that presence online so that you create that credibility, that influence and that authority that you need to build the business that you want to build. So it's, it's all in there. That's the framework of the book. And I, I'm happy, Julie, we could dive into any part that you want now that you know the all four parts. Well, and I love it. I, I love how applicable it is. It's consumable. It's digestible. It builds upon each other because you can't really get to any of those steps unless you have, in whatever way is for you, kind of quote unquote mastered that previous step, mm-hmm. like gotten to a place where mm-hmm. you really feel secure and confident enough to have yeah. the courage to keep moving forward. Um, I want to know yeah. because I can just, I know my, my, my people so well. They may be sitting here thinking, okay, well, Jen, what if I was someone who, you know, I never went to acting classes. I, I'm not comfortable on a stage. Like I haven't had, I haven't studied it. Like I don't have the skill set to do it yet, but I want to do it, but I'm also scared and I'm also introverted. What are some courage prompts or things that you may even do before you get on a real stage, a virtual stage, um, you know, a stage in front of five people, whatever that is for you, the world is a stage. So how do you step into that? with that courage piece, because it's not, like you said, it's not about waiting for the confidence. That's not what happens. It's, it's the courage to do it. It's having that creative courage to make it happen. So how could someone listening start to just very simply apply that kind of first step into the work that they're doing today? Yeah. I love that you asked this because I use these things every single day and you may look at me and be like, Oh, Jen, you're an actor. And being an actor is actually a really great way to hide. Because I got to hide behind characters. I got to pretend to be somebody else. I didn't have to be myself. It was a very non-vulnerable thing for me to do a lot of the times because I could just put on the costume of another person and hide my real self from the world. And so now being seen, whether it is on Instagram Live or Facebook Live or on a podcast or on a stage speaking as myself, that's really scary for me. And I'm actually an introvert. I'm an introvert who loves to be on stage. I know that a lot of people resonate with this because I said that once on a post and I was like, me too. So I'm like, okay, there's other people out there like that. We're introverted. We aren't innately like, oh, I want to be out there and I feel really comfortable out there showcasing myself and who I really am. But we have a desire to because we know that that's the ultimate way to connect. And I love connecting. I don't love like the act of going and doing the before. I always say like, I never really want to go, but I'm always happy I went. So one of my tactical tools to show up, I I go live every morning. I put my makeup on live on Instagram now every day. And the first time I ever went to go live on social media, I was so scared, Julie. I sat there for like an hour before I pressed the button. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. What if no one shows up? Like, I no, I'm not going to do it. I'll do it tomorrow. Like, fear was so negotiating with me for so long. And then I finally pressed the button and it was absolutely terrible. Like, I think three people showed up. It was the worst thing I ever did. I watch it now to this day. Sometimes at speaking engagements, I'll show like my first Instagram, Facebook lives. They're so bad. However, every single time you do something and you get to the other side, you take action, you do that thing, you get to the other side. Maybe it's like you did the Instagram live, you're done. And you get that little feeling of dopamine, that little win, that little hit. Holy crap, I just did that. I didn't die. Nothing terrible happened to me. I did it. It wasn't that great, but I did it. You get a little bit more confident for the next time. And then you do it again. So then I started creating momentum. And now I focus on this acronym and it's in the book and it's H-O-P-E. It stands for help one person every day. Because for me, the reason that I get nervous to show up and I get to talk to a lot of people about this and they all have a similar viewpoint on it 
is the reason that we get so nervous is because we're worried about what other people are going to think of us. What are people going to think of what I look like and what I sound like? Am I saying the right thing? Am I doing it right? Are they going to like me? But the problem with that is it's all about me. If you're being seen and you have a service, a story, or a product that can help people, it's not about you. It's about the person on the other side of the phone that's watching that live that needed to hear what you had to say there. So the second that I start to get nervous, I just think about my one person that's on the other side of the phone. On the other side of the iPhone, on the other side of the TV show, even in the stage, like in the theater, in the in the auditorium where I'm speaking, I think about that one person and I talk to them. When I was writing this book, and for all those of you that read it, you're going to read it now knowing this. I never got writer's block because I would open up my computer and I would think about my girl. I knew exactly who she was, who I was talking to, because I don't get nervous when I'm talking to a friend. Like we're having a friend chat right now. I'm not nervous. I don't not know what to say. I'm not scared. I'm not having anxiety. I'm not having like real fear of being out there, which I do sometimes, but it's because I'm talking to somebody that I love, that I care about and just pouring into you and we're having a conversation. So when I would write, I would think about this girl. Her name was Kayla. She's a Pilates instructor. She had this fear of being seen. And I would just have a conversation with her like we were sitting across from each other at a coffee shop. And that when we're just pouring into someone and helping them and providing value and chatting with them, we forget about our ego. We forget about our own stuff. We forget about the fear of what other people will think. And we're just focused on helping someone. So my tip for you would be very simple. Before you press record, before you step on the stage, before you go to write, Think about that one person that you're helping and talk to them. Talk directly to them. Envision them and just pour into them and help them and envision that they just asked you a question and you knew the answer and that answer could help them so much and just tell them the answer. Oh, that's such a great takeaway. And I think that it, it underwhelms it. It's, it's kind of like the best thing that I can think about yeah. because I feel like if we're just talking to a friend, like, yeah, there is no, oh, I have to show up and be someone that I'm not, or I have to watch what I say, or I have to make sure that this sounds smart or good or clever or entertaining or whatever it may be that, you know, when we start to, like you said, negotiate out of the action. And so I think yeah. that that's a very, again, digestible and applicable way for someone to just step into that courage when you think about Kayla, the Kaylas of the world that are reading or listening to this book, what do you hope, like at the end of it, when they're on that last page and they close it, what do you hope that they do next? Like what is that next thing that you hope that they can just step right into? Well, I hope they've done it before they get to the last page because there's there's so much that I want them to do within the book while they're reading it. So they've done this already. They, they're closing the book and they're like, oh, I'm already so seen. I've already done all the things. And they're just going to be living their best life. They're in the like Julie 2.0. You're going to be there before you even close the book. The book is just going to be when you close that, you're going to be like, yes, I did it. I did it. And I'm so glad I read this book. But my goal for my reader is to take action because nothing happens if you don't do things. There is a lot of noise out there about visualizing what you want, sitting around and thinking about it and hoping and wishing for it and it flopping into your driveway. And it just like appears. And I've tried that a lot. And I, I've learned that it doesn't work. Nothing happens if nothing happens. It doesn't have to be an epic action step. You don't have to go from sitting on the couch to running a marathon in a day. You don't have to write your entire book. But the power of momentum is so palpable. And I want everyone that reads this book to just understand that you can take the tiniest little baby action step in one moment. And that little tiny action step will give you that little baby win that'll make you feel really good and a little bit more confident so you can take the next step. I talk about the, the rule of 51% in the book. And on the internet right now, there's a lot of people saying, and more power to them, if, if they believe in this, that's amazing. But they're telling people that they have to believe 100%, 100% of the time to do anything. 
Like, you got to go for it 100%. You got to believe 100%. And I'm like, I don't think I ever believe in myself 100%. There's always like a little bit of doubt, like a little. If I waited until 100% of belief to take action, I'd still be way back where I was before because you have to take action with at least like a little doubt. Like I say, like get to 51%. If you can believe in yourself a little bit more than you don't, just a little bit, you can take that first action step and you can take it with fear and you can take it with uncertainty and you can take it with doubt and you can take it messily and you can take it and maybe fail and mess up and not do it perfectly. But that little step at 51% will give you that little bit of momentum to take another step, which might get you to 53%. And that might get you to 60, 70, 80 sometimes. And that's when you make big steps. And sometimes you'll revert back to making smaller steps. But as long as you're taking action steps forward, you will get to where you want to be. And more importantly, you'll become more confident in the process. And confidence is power. Mm. And it's it's so good because I think that in that too, my husband always says, and I think he probably learned this through the acting world, it, you know, whether I'm on a stage or on a podcast, he'll always say, where were you on and where were you off? You know, like where did you feel that connection? And then where did you kind of feel clunky and maybe resistant? And that feedback of knowing that about yourself, that awareness of like, where was I on? Where was I off? Where did I have the courage? Where did the fear come up? Where, where do all these emotions that naturally happen inside our human beingness come out? But you're never going to know those things if you don't just put it out there and take action. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's right. I want you to share, because we know the steps now. You've walked us through that beautifully. But maybe you have something from your own experience or maybe from a client that you've worked with where for the Kayla's out there that maybe be there, there may be the Kayla 1.5s where they're like, okay, I've done some of this. And let's say, you know, I went to go speak at a conference or I went on a podcast or I did this once, Jen, and I bombed and people took it the wrong way. They thought I was stupid. They thought I was dumb. No one, no one said anything. So I didn't get any feedback. Um, You know, people assumed this about me or perceived this about me. And now what do I do? Like, how do I reclaim that courage? How do, how do I not let that stop me from continuing to move forward? So I can take that feedback as like, where am I on? Where am I off? And then what do I filter out? So it, it doesn't consume me so much so that I get back into that paralysis of fear. Mm. Well, I tell several stories in the book of where I completely shot the bed totally, like beyond. And my, my therapist always asks me a really powerful question whenever I'm struggling with anything. She asks me the same question. She says, what do you want your relationship with that to be? So I would ask myself, what do I want my relationship with failure to be? Do I want to have a relationship with failure and rejection that's like, oh man, I failed and I got rejected and I did a bad job so I can never try again? Do I want to have a, a relationship with that where it's like, man, I got dumped. So now I'm never going to date ever again in my entire life. You could think of it that way. Could you imagine if the the first time that I was dumped and cheated on by, you'll you'll read it in the book, Hedge Fund Rob, and he left me and it was terrible. And and, and I thought I was never going to find love again. If I decided to never date ever again, I wouldn't have my amazing husband. We have a choice of our perspective. That is the one thing. We're going to get rejected. It's not going to be our fault. We're going to mess up. We're going to fail, especially if we're trying. We're putting ourselves out there and we're being seen and we're trying things we've never done before. I'm I'm going to let you know you're, right, you're listening right now. You're going to fail. But what do you want your relationship with that failure to be? Because we can decide that. And for me, I've failed enough now and I've gotten enough reps in, failure reps, rejection reps, to look back and understand and see that every single time I failed and every time I've gotten rejected, it's taught me something that I needed to learn to be better next time. 
And so if we can look back and connect the dots looking backwards and look at all those times that we failed and ask ourselves, what did I learn from that failure? And how did I bring it into something else that actually changed the game for me and made me better at what I do? And we can always remind ourselves that that failure really is for us. I hate using that term, but that failure always is. Every massive success I've ever had has been birthed from a failure of some kind, every single one. And I tell a bunch of the stories in the book. I'll tell you a really quick one right here, just to give your, your listeners some hope, because this was a really big, bad one that actually birthed something really spectacular. Um, when I first partnered with my husband, Chris, when you met Chris, he was doing events without me. Like We were not partners in business. I was his girlfriend. He was running these events called Unfair Advantage Live. And they connected entrepreneurs to the media, taught them how to pitch the media. It was awesome. And I used to show up and watch and be in the audience and be like, wow, I want to be on stage. Maybe one day I could do that. And eventually we became business partners and we decided to build Super Connector Media together. And so we started doing these events together. And the first time I ever did an event with Chris, I was petrified because my husband, who's my boyfriend at the time, he was the face of the company. He was a brilliant speaker. I've never done this before. Who was I? I was his girlfriend. I was like, and if you look at the pictures of this event, I'm standing like five feet behind him. I'm so nervous. I have such imposter syndrome. You can see it all over me. I'm like, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to say anything because I felt like I wasn't good enough. And I was really suffering with all of the symptoms of fear, all of them. And you could see it. And there was a point in which Chris was going to pitch his offer, his back-end offer for this event, right? That's how you make money at events. You sell a back-end course. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pitch. How hard can pitching be? Little did I know that pitching is definitely a skill set that people work on for years. I didn't know. I was like, I can do it. I'm an actor. I'll read the slides. I'll pitch the product. No big deal. This is great. I got this. I go on stage to pitch this thing. Everything is riding on this, on this launch at this event. All right. I was so bad, so bad, so much so that everybody in the room was like still and looking at me. I tripped. I couldn't read the slides. I didn't know what the offer was. People were asking me questions and I couldn't answer them. It was so bad. And at the end of it, the whole thing was like, I was supposed to say, all right, everybody that wants to sign up, come up on stage. We've got a gift bag for you. And I was like, okay, everyone that wants to buy, come on and get your gift bag. No one moved. Like, silent. I'm like, Chris is looking at me like, oh my God. Everyone on the team is there. They're, they can't even, like the room is silent. It's terrible. I, I feel I've ruined the event. So I walk backstage and at lunch it happens and everyone's going to lunch and I'm sitting there and I'm crying and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. What, what do I do here? This is the most epic failure ever. Like in, in my first steps of my entrepreneurial journey and partnering with my boyfriend, I'm mortified. And I'm like, I have two options. I can either leave and never come back. Okay. That seems pretty doable. I, I could do that. Or I could figure out a way to shift my energy and change this and make it better. And I can either be resilient or I can give up. What do I want my relationship with the situation to be? And how do I want to feel when this is all over? And so the only way that I know how to shift my energy is to move and to dance. And at that time, these events had no dancing, no music. But I went up to the DJ in the back of the room and I was like, when we come back from lunch, I want you to play this one song and I want you to play it really, 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 really loud. And I want you to just keep playing it until I tell you to stop. And he's like, okay. And he, you know, he just saw me bomb. So he was like, I, I'm fine, fine, I'll listen to you, whatever. So all, all right, I take the microphone. I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I, like, I, I don't have anything else that I can do. And I'm like, okay, play the music. And he starts playing the music. And I'm like, all right, everybody get on your feet. And I tell, and the whole room 
all of a sudden stands up and we get everybody dancing and people are dancing on the tables and they're dancing on the chairs, and they're dancing on the stage and everyone is just losing their mind, having the best time ever, especially me, more importantly. And I was able to get myself out of my own way and be real Jen, the girl that would dance and that's like my superpower and stop being so scared and trying to be like behind my boyfriend and took center stage and started to be seen. And what ended up happening as a result of that dance party and me being resilient and not giving up was we ended up making over seven figures at that event because we won the room back after that dance party because everyone was so hyped and so energized and so ready and so bought in. And then I promised myself I would never, ever, ever not be able to sell from stage ever again. And so I became one of the best and I studied my ass off and I learned how to do it. So that was a gift. And now one of our superpowers at our super connector events, every single one of them, whether they're virtual or they're in person, we do dance parties and it's what makes us special. And it's one of our like special sauces that we always do no matter what. And so that failure birthed so many amazing gifts and it gave me my confidence back in the form of, I always think of that. Like whenever I fail miserably, there's always an answer. There's always a pathway forward. And usually that pathway forward will give me lessons that I needed to learn so badly and also wins for the future that I didn't even know existed and wouldn't have if I didn't fail. That's so, so good. And it, it reminds me of just this, this idea that even when we think it's not working out for us, it is always working out for us in some way, shape or form. If something is happening that is not going the way that you thought it should, or it's like you, you feel like, you, you know, I bombed something, this is a failure. It's like, what is this meant to teach me? Because it's happening because I need to learn something here. So what is it meant to teach me? And from that, you strengthen the skill set, you strengthen the muscle, and then you've come back stronger than ever. And it probably, without that moment, you probably wouldn't be the speaker that you are today. You wouldn't approach the way that you draw in a room and captivate an audience the way that you do today, because you would have had no contrast to then figure out what it is that you needed to do. And again, I think this goes back to what Jen talked about earlier with like, you have to take action. Inaction is the worst thing that you can do. I think inaction is worse than failure, honestly, because if you failed, at least that tells me that you tried, like you did something. And then we, we can use that to move forward. And really, I think that's the most important piece. You just have to keep moving forward. And I know that this book is going to be the roadmap to help people do that, especially those that have really maybe allowed themselves to stay small, to hide, to really just not allow themselves to crack open into what they know is their desire, into what they know is really their purpose and their mission of being here. And this book is going to be their roadmap for that. Before we wrap up, and I want you to, you know, of course, share where we can buy the book. I'm going to have it tagged in the show notes for you all to make it really easy. And of course, where people can find you. As of today, with all the work that you've done and, and you have gotten not only your own personal journey, but but supporting so many others through this, and you've now you've now written the book, you've gotten the framework of what it means to be seen. What does be seen mean to you? Be seen is so much more than just building a brand and being visible online and having people find you. The person that's listening to this and that can really enjoy this book and get a lot out of this book isn't just the person building the brand. It's the person that wants to be seen by their partner, by their family, by their community. And that all starts with seeing yourself for who you truly are. And I feel like you can't be seen if you don't see you. And so it really is about looking in the mirror and not just seeing who everybody else thought that you should be or what you should be for everybody or how you can paint your face and dress yourself up to be a version that you think is acceptable for the world. But being able to see yourself for who you truly are, that, that real you, that like little Julie, that, you know, that, 
that little girl, that little boy, that little person, all of those desires, all of that energy, all of that spice, all of that spunk, all of that special and uniqueness that is you that you were born with, being able to see that, appreciate that, love that, and then let it emanate out of you so that other people can see it. I truly feel like that is where being seen starts. And that is what being seen is all about by seeing you. It's so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts, sharing your journey, giving us the roadmap, because that's a lot of times that's just what we need. We, we need to be able to see that it's, that it's been possible for others. So then we know it's possible for us. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being seen and allowing yourself to be seen so that we get the gift that is you. And with that, if you'll just share with our amazing listeners and viewers where they can get this book, where they can learn more about it, and of course, where they can find you. Well, first of all, Julie, I love you. And I need you to know that before we were friends, you made yourself visible enough for me to find you in your podcast was one of the podcasts that I used to listen to when I was just starting out and building everything. And so you helped me more than you knew just because you had the courage to be seen. So thank you. Thank you. And this you. is a very full circle moment. All right. So you can find the book anywhere. Uh, go to beseenbook.com. So easy. And there, all of the stores are listed there. If you put your confirmation number in when you order it, you'll get some gifts from me. And yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places, beseenbook.com. And I'm on Instagram. I'm, I mean, I'm on everything. But go find me on Instagram. That's where. That's the easiest. Uh, at Jen underscore Gottlieb. And again, we'll have her Insta. We'll have bcbook.com. We'll have all that in the show notes to make it super easy. And for our listeners, because I love to do this for my authors, the first 10 people that screenshot this episode, put it on Instagram, you tag me and Jen, you let us know your biggest takeaway, I am going to send you a copy of this book. So that is my gift to my listeners today. So my little opportunity to, to support them in being seen. So just screenshot us. We'll get you. My team will take care of you. And we will send you a copy of Jen's new book. All I right. love that. Amazing. Yes. All right, Miss Jen. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here again. I cannot wait to see how this book impacts so many people. I know that this conversation is just just the the tip of of what everyone is about to dive into. So thank you for being here and I can't wait to see what unfolds. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff. 